Welcome. You're listening to The Aligned Self, conversations in creating a conscious and abundant life. This is Daniel DeNovi. I'll be your guide and host. Let's see just where we can take this. Hello, friend, and welcome back to the conversation. You know, speaking of conversations, just a couple days ago, I was sitting talking with my wife, and we were, we often talk, well, often talk, we talk every day. Uh, usually over coffee, we talk about the news of the day, what's going on, what did, my wife always starts this conversation out. I had the weirdest dream. <laughs> All her dreams are weird. But like a good husband, I sit and I listen, and then I give an interpretation or at least my perspective on the dream. I look for patterns and tone and the emotional conveyance that was in the dream, because that often speaks more to what the dream is about than you know the little details about what went on, because it's the other than conscious mind that's speaking. But I'm going down a rabbit hole because I didn't really want to talk about dreams in this episode. We will talk about dreams in the not-too-distant future, probably will be the next month, but uh, it is something that a lot of people have asked about, and uh, I've done a lot of exploration in dreams. I have a good friend who's done a lot of work in dreams. He's kept a dream journal and written down every dream he's had that he can remember like for 40, 50 years. So maybe when I get ready to do that dream episode, I'll actually bring him on and interview him and allow him to explain dreams to a greater degree. But getting back to this conversation that I had with my wife, she asked a question, and it's around intuition. And then she says to me, if I have this question and I'm your wife and we have these conversations all the time, don't you think you should do a podcast on this? Because other people are probably concerned or interested in the same topic. And that is, how do you define the difference between a sensation generated by fear and that of genuine intuition, genuine guidance? Does intuition have an element of fear to it sometimes? So to answer this, I want to begin by identifying what intuition is. Essentially, it is communication from your inner self, your other-than-conscious mind. Now, I've explained before that your other-than-conscious mind includes your local information, which is your subconscious mind, the programming that you've had along growing up, the questions that you consider important, how you've identified the criteria that is most important to you. Your other-than-conscious mind or your subconscious mind does inform you through facility of intuitive guidance. But when I say other than conscious, it not only includes your local information, but non-local information too. The universal intelligence, God, goddess, all that is, that field of information that is outside your local access or your point of view of you as a person. Does that make sense? So it's not only your, see, you have your conscious mind, and then you have your other than conscious mind, which may include your subconscious processing. So on a very fundamental level, your intuition is a survival skill. It's a facility that you're born with, that everyone is born with, that allows you to pay attention to what's going around you and make decisions and determinations about whether or not the environment is safe. And then fear is a sensation, it is a feeling that comes up to alert you to pay attention, 
Like something's not right here. Something's off. This is different. This is new. This is odd. Pay attention. There's something here. So fear is a call to pay attention. Do you fight, flee, or make an assessment of what's going on? So does your intuition communicate to you through fear? By and large, no. Fear sometimes is an element to it. There is a sensation of fear, of of uncomfortableness with it. Had trouble spitting that out there. Uh, There is an element of being uncomfortable with information that is calling, you know, your, your conscious mind to pay attention. But by and large, intuition is not driven by fear because it operates in a completely different system. Fear is typically a result of what you're currently focusing on where you're directing your conscious attention, which results in fear. Now, one of the things that I guess a metaphor that I can use to help describe this is what I've taught people when I've led people across burning hot coals. And if you didn't know, I'm a firewalk instructor. I've walked on hot coals ever since 1988, almost 600 times now. And it's not necessarily the walking across the coals that is the most important aspect of the experience. It's standing in front of a 10 to 12 foot bed of coals, 1200 degrees, and assessing inside as you assess the situation, create your intention, which is to walk to the other side, and then calibrate inside you, like how do you feel, and then determine, are you ready to take the first step? Like, is your, all, is your system aligned? Is your heart aligned with your mind and your body as a firewalker? Is your focus on the intention of getting to the other side? Now, if you're standing in the front of the, the walk with this bed of coals in front of you and you feel fear, I teach people that that is an indicator that you're focusing on what you don't want to happen, which in the context of the firewalk is to start walking and burn horribly or to start walking and trip and fall. So most people picture the worst case scenario. And as a consequence, they feel fear. And so I teach that when the fear comes up, it is begging a question. It's it's telling you to pay attention. What are you currently focusing on? Where is your attention pointed? It's not necessarily on getting to the other side. It's taking the step and then somehow meandering around on the coals, getting lost between here and there, you know, not having a good time. And when you feel the fear, it's telling you to reacquaint your focus on your intention, which in the case of the firewalk is to walk to the other side. When you focus on a point beyond the end of the firewalk and focus on walking on there, then you check in and you wait for a sign or signal that all systems are ready. And there's usually a pull. I teach people that the body will pull slightly forward when it's a yes, when the system is aligned, and then trust the intuitive guidance and trust that yes and lean into it and take the first step. And then just keep walking after that, walking to the other side, keeping your focus on the intention of getting to the other side. So in the example of the firewalk, Feeling the fear is not an indication not to move forward. It's an indication to realign your intention, realign your focus to to where your heart and your body is aligned with being a firewalker. 
being one that gets to the other side. Now, that metaphor of walking across hot coals and the process of what comes up and focusing on your intention, if you feel fear, if you feel doubt, where's your focus? That is the law of attraction. It's it's basically an outline of how to manifest in the world right there. But it also points to intuition because I have people rely on that inner signal, just that whisper that it's time to go, that everything's ready, and then trust it as an indicator of being aligned with your intuition. And then if fear comes up, that fear, is actually, that fear sensation is actually an indicator that you're not focusing on what you really want, but you're focusing on the worst case scenario. Basically, you're, you're leading your mind on a detour of what you really want. And so in the context of intuition, you know, checking in for intuitive guidance, I would say if the fear comes up, you're not focusing or you're not centered in receiving true information. I teach in my course, the intuition course, you know, I have some <laughs> some pretty imaginative names for my course, uh, but it's it's pretty explanatory. In the intuition course, I teach that intuitive guidance comes in with usually, typically, very little emotional fanfare. It's more of a knowing. It's just matter of fact. Turn left, turn right, go forward, stop, take a rest. Now, mothers have a very defined relationship, a very enhanced relationship with their children. They're connected because you carry your children for months. You're, they're part of you, more so than a father but not that a father can't have an intuitive connection with his children. It's just different than a mother's relationship with their children. Well, with that said, when mothers typically get a feeling or an, a knowing about their kids, that something's going on with their kids, it first comes in as a matter-of-fact statement, a matter-of-fact knowing. And then depending on the magnitude of that knowing, then the fear might creep in. But it, it, I would not say, and you know, everyone's a little bit different, but if you check in and you can calibrate to your inner signals, when intuitive guidance comes in, it's typically just like a weather forecast. Oh, it's going to rain today. And then it's like, oh my God, I had plans today. And then, oh, my plans are ruined. Uh, they have to, you know, we have to do something different. But the, when the information first comes in, Fear is not a part of it. In fact, when you're in a state of fear, you're less likely to hear intuitive guidance because it is tainted, it is colored, because you're focusing on the worst case scenario. And then you become a point of attraction from the context of law of attraction. If manifesting, when you're in fear, you start attracting other fearful thoughts, other evidence to support the reason you should feel fear. In fact, this is a mini lesson or a mini, yeah, it's a mini lesson in law of attraction. When something comes into your life, whether it's good nor bad, or less, let's say less than desirable, ask yourself, what was my point of attraction that drew this in? When you receive information, when you receive guidance, ask yourself, what was my emotional set point at the moment just before I received the information? What was my point of attraction? Because remember, we are always manifesting. We are always drawing to us those circumstances, those thoughts, those ideas, those opportunities that align with how we're being in that moment. 
what emotional state is magnetizing what's coming in. And when I say what's coming in, it's not only the material things, but it's the thoughts and corresponding emotions that come with those thoughts. Thoughts and ideas and emotional states, those two are manifestations. Typically, those are the first manifestations you, you address. So what precipitated this conversation with my wife and I? Well, she had received some information on, I forget where, uh, but she found out that they are charging $12 a dozen in some places in California, $12 a dozen for eggs. And that came on the heel of the news that one of the largest egg production facilities burnt down last week. Now, you take that in the, the context that over the last year and a half, 19 different food production facilities have mysteriously burnt down. And now a, a little warning here, this could sound like conspiracy theory, uh, but you have the Biden administration, it, through their uh, environmental program they've enacted, they now are p- increasing the subsidies to farmers to not grow food because it provides a lower impact on the environment when they allow a certain amount of their land to go fallow. So they've increased the subsidies. So in many cases, it's, it's more lucrative for a farmer to not farm than to actually produce a product and then try and sell it on the open market. And in the end, you, have, you can't fault a farmer because they're in it to make money. It's a business to them. It's a lifestyle. And so for my wife, there was this fear that we were going to be severely impacted with the food shortages and the increase for food. You can see it in the, in the grocery stores. There's supply chain issues, and that's a whole other thing that's been created. And if I'm not careful, I'm going to go down a whole conspiracy theory kind of thing. And, you know, you so so she was looking at this fear that was coming up that we were going to be impacted negatively, and she was wondering if that was intuitive guidance. And I said no. So to ascertain what is the intuitive guidance, we checked in, we centered, and the message was the food supply is definitely being manipulated. There is definitely something going on. Who's doing it? I'm not exactly sure because there's been legislation and action taken, taken on both sides of the aisle that have severely impacted our ability to have certain freedoms in America. You know, I know there's, there's people listening from all over the world But when you check in and just get clear what is the message, the food system is being manipulated, has been manipulated, and not just in the last couple years. For the last five years, five, ten years, it's been moving in this direction. So the next question is, what do we do in order to thrive? Again, what is the intention? Where are you walking across the coals? Where where is your attention focused? Is it focused on being severely impacted Or how do we get to the other side? So the guidance was, in that context, prepare for some potential shortages. And, you know, when I was a kid, we didn't have the selection we did or have today in the grocery store. You know, if an item was not in season, if fruit and produce was not in season, it wasn't available. In fact, you waited for things to be available. And it was like a supply, a surprise when it showed up in the grocery store. Oh, peaches are in season. That we Now you can get peaches any day of the week because they're imported and grown from all over the world. And there's been some restrictions on that 
based on current administration. And that can be just Googled, and you can figure that out. That is, if you trust Google. Now, this was interesting, and this was another intuitive hit that I got back in, I think it was um, March or April of 2016, shortly after Trump took office. And our Federal Trade and Communications Division Department um, took away all the restrictions on Internet providers and different people that service the public inside the World Wide Web. Now, before that, before those restrictions were taken away, free and equal access were assured to all. Basically, they said that everyone deserves the right to access the Internet. But when those restrictions were lifted and I heard about it, I said to my wife, that's going to be trouble. And it was just kind of matter of fact, it's going to be trouble. And how did it end up in 2020? Massive restrictions, massive censoring. People were deleted from the internet because someone didn't like what they were talking about. Someone didn't like their point of view. Entire websites were throttled down. If the service provider didn't like what was being posted on that, that website, your, your traffic, your bandwidth was restricted to where you could get hardly any traffic. No one could get your material. Take too long for your page to load. Well, because of the, the regulations that were put in place or actually lifted, the restrictions that were lifted, basically said that free speech is not really a thing. Free speech is free as long as we agree with what you're saying. And who's we, who's they? Well, I'll leave that up to you to find out or figure out. So obviously I have a lot to say about certain things that have gone on, and I do have an intuitive insight on a lot of it. Some of it, I mean, if you would have asked me five years ago, I would have not had, it it just was off my radar. But because of world events, because different things have happened, I've been more in tune with it, and I've gotten... Again, that's been my point of attraction, and I've gotten more information on it. So the message here in this podcast episode is that when fear is present, you're less in touch with your intuitive guidance. You're less likely to receive, you know, centered information. And this addresses what Alyssa had asked me to talk about, you know, how do you respond in an environment of fear? And you need to realize that when fear is propagated by different media outlets, by the conversation out in the the marketplace, it's done so in order to create a sense of control. That fear keeps you off balance. It doesn't allow you to tap into your intuitive guidance. You're less smart. And so the position you want to take as a conscious being and, that, and that's why you're listening to the aligned self, I'm sure it is, that you want to be a conscious being, that is to orient your intention. If your intention is to walk to the other side and not to focus on the coals, your intention is to align with love. And I know that sometimes sounds airy-fairy, but to be a source of love, to be a source of groundedness, when everyone else is losing their head, you are grounded and have are standing on a firm foundation of who you are and what you stand for. And then when Henny Penny is running around the, the barnyard saying, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, well, you're grounded enough to ask the question, is it really? Is it really going on the way you're saying it's going on? When an organization or a group of people or an individual even doesn't allow you to make an, an assessment, a consensus based on your own research or your, or what you feel 
suits you, what feels, what you feel works for your, your life. And then they try and use force and coercion to get you to comply. Ask the question, what's going on here? Why are they afraid of me making my own decisions? Or are they even allowing me to gather information so that I may make an informed decision? Are they, are they allowing all sides of it, like a, a good discussion, to be allowed in the marketplace? Or are they controlling the narrative? You see, the fear is all about control. And it's a group of people or a group, you know, some subset of the population that is manipulating the message in order to control your response. And it has just not been going on in the last couple of years. It's been going on for decades. Governments don't want you to think for yourself. Teachers don't want you to think for yourself. Companies don't want you to think, buy my product. You know, our product is the best. And they present it in such a way where if you don't make the purchase, you're stupid. In fact, most companies, most advertising campaigns want you to feel less than. They want you to feel like you don't have enough, like you're not enough. That in buying the product and buying whatever is out there, that you're going to be whole and complete. Like you're going to be better than, you're going to be sexier than. See, it's manipulation. And you need to have the conscious awareness to know when you're being manipulated and when you're not. And what is the governing system inside you that will tell you whether or not you're being manipulated? It's your intuition. And the inner voice that typically comes up is something's off here, something's not quite right. And if you have a feeling of fear, it's telling you to pay attention. There's something going on. And while it's idealistic to think that there are people out there that will do things in your behalf without you even asking, like their sole purpose is to serve you. And there's a few people that are like that, but that's part of their DNA. That's part of their self-identity. It feeds them and it's self-satisfying to them to serve others. That's part of my DNA. That's why I do this podcast. But even though I'm serving you, even though I serve my clients, even though I serve people that aren't my clients, it's part of my own selfish reasons. And so I've been studying human behavior long enough to recognize that people do things for their own selfish reasons. And so if if things just aren't adding up, if things just don't add up to you and there's a part of you that's saying, hey, something's going on here, ask the question, who's going to win? What's the end game? What is the real agenda? And nine times out of 10, your intuition will come up with it, or at least point to it. It will lead you down a direction. It'll lead you down a rabbit hole so you can learn more. And when I say lead you down a rabbit hole, my my wife has been playing this game. She's a fan of TikTok. And she'll, you know, pick some random subject that she wants to know more about. And she expects a TikTok video to show up in her feed. You know, someone will say something, have a little you know, 60-second blurb about some area that she wants to learn more of. And it could be anything from canning vegetables to weird information about animals or cats, or it could be, you know, learning more about crypto or investments. And it may not be anything directly in her feed or something she's searched before. And she's got it down to one day. Within one day, whatever she throws an intention out, there will be a TikTok video that comes across her feed that addresses her answer. And she's manifested that. 
I do the same thing on YouTube. If there's something, you know, some answer that I want to know, I I do the random thing and I'll just enter in the, the search bar one term, not a long term that, you know, will take me directly to the, the video or some topic that I want. Just one keyword in the whole thing. And then I start following crumbs. I click on a link here and click on and I look at what's suggested. Within three or four videos, I'll get the answer that I'm looking for. Now, I used to do this with my bookshelf, and I still do it with my bookshelf. I'll stand in front of it, and I'll, I'll hone in on an answer, or I'll say, I want an answer in this area, and then I'll just sort of close my eyes and run my hands over the bookshelf, and I'll pop in. Now, my other than conscious mind knows where all my books are, so it's not that airy-fairy, or it's not that magical to think that my other than conscious mind can hone in on where answer is, on potentially, in one of my books. But again... When you ask the question, the universe will show up to answer your question. Many times people don't ask good questions. So to come back again, what do you do in the, in the face of fear? And I answered that question in the second part to this series. I didn't realize it was going to be two episodes, but it went fairly long, so I split it in half, and the rest of the story is in part two. So to hear that, meet me over there. So until then, this is your friend and host, Daniel Danovi, urging you to follow your bliss, live your life from inner signals, be inner directed as you engage in the epic adventure.